Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. We're getting Ricky Skaggs on this show. Remind me? You really don't know Ricky Skaggs. Jeff Lutz. Son of the late, great Bob Skaggs. You're funny. <laughs> I'm so funny, it's almost hard to bear. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. I am so totally turned on right now, I could speak. Good afternoon. Welcome. It's a Monday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show. KFH Radio, Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting. Max Power Producing Engineering will have our second Bob and Jeff draft coming up in hour number two. Can't wait. You didn't do that with David Michael Hahn on Friday? Didn't do it. We had too much much else to talk about. That's exciting. He brought up all kinds of good topics, Mm. and uh, he was a big hit. Even my wife... Uh, came down the stairs to tell him uh, what a good job he had done. Well, I heard KU Pat took a shot at me, and that's like KU Pat when no, someone's No, he didn't take a shot at you. He said, gone. you're doing as well as Jeff did. <laughs> I mean, what, what's, that's, what's, that's embarrassing for KU Pat. What's a shot about that? That's funny. I just think that's funny. Well, did I thought David Michael Hahn uh, acquitted himself well he on Friday's show. He did fine. Uh, you guys called Joel T. You knew you didn't have much material, so you stretched out this Phoenix Coyotes thing for as long as possible. And, and, and it that worked, was, didn't and, it? And that was the show. And it worked, didn't Not it? Not really. I don't think anyone's ever suspected that the Coyotes are moving. We got a lot of mileage out of that. Was, and, uh, nah. boy, you're coming in here. I saw David all Michael kinds of jealous Friday night, and we had words. Oh, really? What yeah. did you talk about? I'm saying we had words about his performance and – him trying to usurp me as a, a guy on this show. And Boy, it's not, you're feeling it, man. It's not happening. You're threatened. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's obvious. I am? If our friend Duda was here, and he will be tomorrow for the oh, three-man booth, he would rip you apart over this. Why do you think Duda wants, weakness. To, wants to rip me apart? Well, this is weakness. That's what you think. You actually had words with David Michael. Uh-huh. We well, almost, tell me what was said. Well, we almost went at it. There were some people... Uh, How did that go at Ziggy's Pizza, It was fun. I had a beautiful time. Well, did you speak with anyone? I spoke with everyone. Did you make any new friends? It's hard to say. It's uh, depending on how they feel about me. Well, did you come across well? Did you? uh, (laughs) Did I need to? I mean, mean, you know, you're on the, you're on the, you're a little bit uh, being evaluated over there. We had a good time. What was so good about it? We just had fun. I don't know. Seven it's... people eating pizza at Ziggy's Pizza. I don't know if that sounds like fun to me. Well, they drink. 
They seem to be having having a good time. I did not partake in in those festivities, but you know, I'm I'm the, I don't need to. I'm kind of the life of the party either way. Where'd you get this combination of complete inferiority and robust fake enthusiasm? <laughs> How do you know which one is fake? Well, I know the the latter one's fake. How? I I just know you. You're hmm. upset with David. You are a little upset that <laughs> David Michael Hahn did so well. Uh, did he? Well, what did you think? I thought he was fine. He uh, he he kowtowed to you, which is which is I guess expected. Didn't didn't really know much about what you you were talking about, and then what you do know, you mean? When you're talking about, he doesn't know who Lee Smith is. You brought up Lee Smith. The guy was deer in a headlight. So I can just imagine what he was looking like over here when you brought up Lee Smith. What was that in in uh, pertaining to Hall of Fames and should he be in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame? Well, that's a good question. Should he? No, I don't think so. He's in the NBA or in the uh, no, he didn't pitch in the NBC. Should there be a Wichita Professional Baseball Hall of Fame? There is. What is it? It's just the Wichita Baseball Hall of Fame. Is Lee Smith in it? I don't know. That's Check a, it. That's a question for Paul Savage. Well, I mean, there were there were a lot of years the the Wichita Baseball Hall of Fame uh, before Savage had anything to do with it. Well, uh, I understand, but he he's a, are minor leaguers involved in that? They should be. Well, it's it's a tough one because for the most part they're not here very long, right? And if they're really successful, they're definitely not here very long. So a guy like Lee Smith didn't pitch here that long. Shouldn't. Shouldn't you be in the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame if you're in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Not really. Or Wichita Baseball or Kansas Sports Can, Hall of Fame? It's the Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, and I don't think Lee Smith's in it. In fact, uh, I'm having trouble thinking that any minor league baseball players are in that. I don't know. I couldn't find it immediately. And, you know, Chris Shambliss who's in the NBC Hall of Fame uh, based on one year with Anchorage. And then, of course, he went on to have a very good major league career. But he played here for the 70 Arrows. No, I don't think that should apply necessarily. Well, I don't know either. I think you have I think to, it's a good question. I think you have to make your name in Kansas to be a Kansas Sports Hall of Famer. Kansas Baseball Hall of Famer. Or a Kansas Sports Hall of Famer. Well, Kansas Sports Hall of Famer, yes. Here's my question about the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, and we don't have to name any names, obviously. But when you see someone who was like a Division II All-American, how would you stack that up with like a Wichita State athlete who's, who is in Division One? Depends on the accolades they accumulated. Completely. I agree. Like, you shouldn't be neglected if you're a – all-time great at Fort Hayes State, Pittsburgh State, Washburn. Uh, but it depends on the level. If you are a nationally recognized Division II athlete, you should you should get as much credit as anyone, right? I guess, but that's tough because what if that person had gone to Wichita State or KU or K-State and just been but they didn't. an okay athlete? They did the, But that's what I'm saying. But you can't surmise but you can assume that let's say 
I don't know. Let me think of somebody. Let's say Demetric Williams. I bet he would have been really good at Pitt State. Well, right? he didn't choose to go to Pitt. But State. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Why should he we get? We can't. We can't. Uh, we can't know. So we have to. We'd have to speculate, and there's no speculation in the Hall of Fame world. Well, there should be. Let's get to relativity. Dave, who's holding on the IHOP hotline eight six nine twelve forty. The phone number. Hello, Dave. Hey, yes. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, hey, Bob. Sorry, I got Jeff's back this time. But hey, I do agree. What are we arguing about? I don't Man, <laughs> what do you have Jeff's back for on about? Well, you got. Um, I, I kind of liked his theory on a couple things, but here's what I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah, like a one-time guy like Chris Hamilton, they don't deserve to be the Kansas Hall of Fame. You got to earn your way in there. You got to be a good minor leaguer, or you got to be a good Wichita State player. Or well, he was a good minor you... leaguer. Yeah, in yes, 1970, he was. he was a great minor league baseball player for but, the Wichita. Yes, yes, he was, Bob. He was, and you know, Chris Shambles, I hate him because he was one to hit that home run in the 1976 series, tied three to three. I've loved him ever since. Beat us. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, was, I, I agree. Go but, ahead. But, I mean, but, but people like that don't deserve to be in there. You got to earn your way in there. You got to make some hay, be there for a little bit, and you know, and contribute. Not a one timer, not a one done guy. Even though you might have made a big heyday, but yeah, I'll tell you, Chris Chambliss, though, I always remember. He killed me in 1976. George Brett just hit a three-run homer in the top of the ninth to tie it, and then Chris Shambles just broke our heart. And I'll never respect Chris Shambles for that. I Even though the respect, I think you, you can know respect what? He, I don't, he wasn't really that great of a major league baseball player. He really wasn't. He only had well, a I'll pretty good hitter, decent season, about five decent seasons. What he had. All right, guys, have a great afternoon. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate you. I'm glad Dave kind of lines up with you. No offense, well, I, don't I love even know Dave. What he, I don't even know what he. Well, was he like. likes some of your theories. Well, as a lot of people should like my theories. Chris Chambliss played in the big leagues for 18 years. He had 2,100 hits. I think that's a pretty good career, no matter how you slice it. Was he MVP level guy? No, but he won Rookie of the Year. He did finish fifth well, in MVP one year. Chris Chambliss was was not a great baseball player, but he was a very good baseball player. And he was the rookie of the year, as you said, and for your Cleveland Indians. That's right. Uh, back in 1971. Uh, certainly not a great player, but he drove in 972 runs. Uh, he, was a, he batted 279 in his career, played a long time, uh, came out of... Uh, where did he go to college? He went. He was drafted uh, out of UCLA. Yeah, UCLA, and he's seventy-four years old. That's amazing to me. It is kind of crazy. He was a hitting coach for a while for the Yankees, and for the Cardinals uh, for a little bit, believe it or not. And in nineteen seventy, uh, for the Wichita Arrows, he batted three forty-two. Here's why I don't think that should enter you into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. You're not going to like this opinion. 
affiliates are random. They're more random than anything. Look at which Wichita's had the Indians, the Cubs, well, the Padres. I get it. What are you saying? I don't because it's, it's too random. It's too random that he just happened to be assigned here when he could have been assigned anywhere else and hit three seventy there, three forty with another. Well, I get it. I, I understand that, I, and I'm not saying I completely believe they should be inducted or eligible for uh, Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame or things like that. Uh, I'm just pointing out that he's in the NBC Hall of Fame. Well, he had one year. That's all you, know, you need I to be in the NBC. I to Michael Beasley. Is Michael Beasley in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame? I doubt check it. Check that out. Do I have to? Yeah, you do. You know he's not in. I don't need to check that. He's not in. He had one really good year at Kansas State. Are you sure he's not in? Yeah, I'm 100% sure. No, no, I don't sure. think you are. Then, I, then prove me wrong. Because I think you, you need to look There's it no up. There's no way he's in. He might not even be in the Kansas State Sports Hall of Fame. Kansas State Sports Hall of Fame. Well, I, I, I think you're wrong about that. I, I doubt it. I don't know if he is or not. I'll just be honest with you. But, but should he be? In which the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame or the or the Kansas State Hall of Fame? Either. No. Well, why do you say what that? What did he do at Kansas State? I don't know. I had, was, that, was that a big year for them? I don't remember. I know they got to the tournament. He's no. not in. Nor should he be. But he had a great year. Well, would you? what about somebody who goes to Emporia State and has one great year? Well, I don't know. I, is Andrew Wiggins in anything? What about Joel Embiid? Should, what about Joel shouldn't Embiid? Shouldn't he be in? He's an NBA MVP now. What about Joel Embiid? Should he be in? How many MVPs have come out of the state of Kansas in any sport, in any fashion, whether they grew up here or well, just I, went to Well, I don't know why here. you're asking me that question. That should be something uh, you have. Well, I don't have it. Joel Embiid is not in the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Should he be? Of course. What makes him different than Michael Beasley? MVP in the NBA. Michael Beasley was probably a better player in his year K-State than Embiid mm. was in his year at It's at close. Kansas. Embiid got him to be, wasn't he the first overall pick? Don't quote me on that. I don't think so. No, because wasn't he hurt and got, I don't, yeah, he got you selected. Don't, you're just, you're throwing, you're, you're throwing darts now. You're not dealing in, in facts. You're just, well, he you're was trying the number to one create an prospect. argument. Isn't he the greatest of all time? It didn't even lead the world and feel good. I mean, when did just, I say any of that? You're just creating, things. you're creating Self-interest facts. No, I'm not. I thought he was the number one overall pick, but now I don't think he was. So, Halls of Fame means something to me. I understand. So, why are you just letting everybody sail in? I'm not. I'm just asking the question. Joel Embiid was the third pick. We got a bunch of different Halls of Fames that we deal with around here, right? We got the NBC Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame, the Wichita Sports Hall of Fame. The Shocker Hall of Fame. I mean, you Randy got, Burns. Why are you? Do you think that you're going to get that done? No, because for some reason, nobody listens to me. And I'm, I'm not saying I, I, I have a huge voice, but I've been in the around for two decades. Well, we're going to do. We're going to. We're going to get Randy Burns in the Shocker Sports Hall of Fame. 
I just decided. How do we do that? Because you need my help. <laughs> Probably. And I'm and I'm going to lend it to you because I think it's a travesty that he's not in. It's insanity. That's uh, what it is. Jamar Howard's in, correct? Yes. Well, it you can't separate the two. They both had equal, uh, equally responsible for Wichita's rise back uh, to being prominent in college basketball. I agree. Uh, both were outstanding, and you can't you can't separate the two. And I'd like someone to try. So if you want to try, we'll have that discussion. I think Jamar was first team All Conference one year, and that's what got him in. I think that's like a criteria, one of one of the things that is required. I don't know. You don't but, know. Again, you're making a – here's what you're doing today that no, I do know. I did not do. I believe that but that's a criteria, this criterion, is what, whatever. This is what you're doing that David Michael Hahn did not do Friday. He didn't make things up. I'm not he making anything He didn't try to up. win friends and influence people. By creating facts out of thin air. I'm not trying to win friends. What David when have Michael, I ever done that? What David Michael Hahn did was stick to the facts, follow my As lead. As he knew them, which was often wrong. Follow my lead. And he understood that I'm the man to deliver him to sports talk prominence. <laughs> and why isn't he here today? Well, because you are. Exactly. Uh, so how are you going to help me with Randy Burns? I'll just uh, I'll, I'll do a deep dive into that. Uh, it was, I don't, I don't like slights and injustices and the shocker sports hall of fame is meaningful. And there's a whole bunch of basketball players that haven't been inducted yet. A whole bunch of them. And I don't know when they're going to, I don't know how they're going to do it all. Well, there's three that are more outstanding than the They've others. got a backlog. Murray, Kuznard, Burns. Well, what about the more recent people? Well, let's fix the ones that are that are a little less recent, and then we can move on to more recent. But it's hard. There aren't that many. Fred and Ron, sure, and they'll get in someday, obviously. But is Clee Anthony early? I th- absolutely. No question about it. So is to Kel Cotton. Uh, no question about it. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Landry Shamit, obviously. Right? I mean, no question. Slam dunk. Probably. Probably. What about Shaq Morris? He'll never get in because of politics. But he was a first-team all-conference player, and he was a first-team all-American conference player, not just the Valley. And he should be in. Well, you you could make a case for sure. Uh, I don't think you can make as strong a case for the likes of uh, Rashard Kelly or Zach Brown. Both very good players. Marcus McDuffie should be Marcus McDuffie would be a guy you need to look at. Agreed. There's a lot of people. It's I mean, it's men's basketball at Wichita State. Why do they get uh, examined more closely than the other sports? Why do they get more scrutinized? I don't well, think it should be like that. It's seen more. It's under, it's under more of a microscope. But it seems like we're picking apart those arguments more than we're picking apart the arguments. Well, that's because they're in, seen more in other sports. You can pick apart the men's basketball debate because more eyes are on it. I guess you know volleyball. You can pick it apart some, but how many people really know the intricacies of volleyball? I don't know. Three. I, don't know. I mean, there's more than that, obviously, because Chris Lamb's built a program and people follow it. 
people get into it. Uh, they start to understand the game. But it's not an easy game for the average. I, don't, I still don't understand volleyball. Really? Not really. It's pretty I easy to understand. Yeah, I don't look. I don't. I don't understand all the analytics. You try to hit the ball over the net. Yeah, I get that. Jeff. And not returned. See, this is where again you're failing. Why? I mean, what does it take? That's. I mean, I'm not. Talk to Chris. Do you Lamb think if sometime. I said that to Chris Lamb, he'd he would take that as an insult? Yes. Really? Yeah, and I'm going to get him on the show. Right and now. And you're going to say it. Here's who we do have on the show. What's on tap today? Uh, Lauren Hibbs, the baseball coach at Wichita State, will join us shortly. And then in hour number two, the Bob and Jeff draft. Uh, the best Beatles songs. Each of us get eight picks. Max will judge the winner, hopefully better than he did last time because he picked you as a winner. As he should have. And uh, the Twitter poll had me overwhelmingly uh, winning. What well, was that poll? Running backs. Running backs in the NFL. NFL running backs. Uh, and you took six guys who played 12 games combined. And I won that going away, according to the mass, the masses. According well, to Max, you won. Well, now, Max, you're putting pressure on him to vote for you, and that that's... There's no pressure on anyone. That's unfair. You know, there's no pressure on anyone. Whether I, whether I talk to Tony or not is none of Max's business. Yeah, it's, this is shady. We'll this take is a not break. on the up and up. Uh, we will take a break. When we return, we'll talk Shocker Baseball. Uh, they lost a couple uh, over the weekend in Houston. Had the third game of that series, rained out. So Wichita State with a couple more AAC series, a midweek game against Oral Roberts, and that's it before the American Athletic Conference postseason tournament down in Clearwater, Florida. Lauren Hibbs, known affectionately as Scooter, our guest next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. You had me, but I never had you. Celebrating Mom, the musical theme of the week. That's John Lennon with a song called Mother. We are joined now by Lauren Hibbs, Wichita State baseball coach. Hello, coach. How are you? What's going on, Bob? Well, we're happy. we're happy to have you on. We haven't talked to you in a little while. It's been a, a very good season for Wichita State baseball. I'm sure you're kind of hung up on the weekend in Houston, but when you look at things overall, uh, this season has gone well. What have been your highlights of the 2023 Shockers? Our players. You know, I mean, every day they just show up and they bought into kind of what we started here January the 15th. And, man, they've been fun to be around. It's, it's been a great group. They they want to do well. They they want to do things, you know, baseball-wise at a high level. They want to do, you know, in the community. They want to do it in the classroom. Uh, they've done an incredible job of representing, you know, Wichita State baseball in the right way. Uh, the second part of it is just our staff with, with Pelf and Sirianni and, Connor Barons and Nate Briscoe and you know Lottie, our administrative assistant. Um, you know we're a full staff member short, but everybody's kind of picked up the slack and they've just been incredible, loyal to this university, loyal to our players, and it's it's just been a, a really cool thing every day to come into work and and uh, you know see these kids experience things and, and have success that that maybe they haven't had previously. So all those things, it's 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 all about it's all about that. Don't mean to uh, take anything away from any other part of the team, uh, of course, but this team can really hit. So was that kind of the, the objective to build this kind of depth from an offensive standpoint when, when you were putting this team together over the last few seasons? Well, we, we started January 15th with this team, so I think everybody needs to keep that, keep that in mind. And, and again, uh, we've got some really good pieces, and it's it's a credit to you know Brock Rodden. He's our kind of our leader, and he's you guys would love coaching him. Uh, he's just an incredible work ethic and, and competing. And Peyton Tolley's kind of been the anchor of our pitching staff, and and our starting pitching's been really really solid this this go around this year. Uh, you know, offensively we're playing faster. I mean, we're just we're, we're playing uh, and doing things that you have to do to compete at a high division one level. You know, we're putting guys in motion more. We've got more stolen bases. I think we're leading the league in, in doubles and close to leading the league in home runs. And, you know, we've had an influx of, of guys that have just really bought into to putting the ball in play too. I mean, that was a priority for us to, you know, put the ball in play offensively and, and when you do that and you put a pretty athletic group out there, we've decided to play a few more guys that, that uh, you know, are athletic and Kai McDonald and Jack Little. And, uh, you know, those guys have, have really helped balance our lineup out. So, you know, even though we lost Sawyer Thornhill there for a while, even though we've, you know, we've had some, some issues with, uh, you know, our pitching staff and, and, and not having, you know, maybe kind of the depth that we that we want to have, you know, at times out of the bullpen. Uh, we've still continued in Pelf and Coach Sirianni and our assistant coach has done a great job, you know, helping develop these guys. But our guys are bought in, our players are bought in, and, man, it's it's really neat to, to, and really cool to see them, you know, have success and see our players, you know, enjoy uh, the season to this point. So we've played, played at a pretty high level here the last couple months. 
Lauren Hibbs, Wichita State baseball coach, our guest. You you mentioned depth in the bullpen, and the hitting has looked good, as Jeff alluded to. You've cre- you've managed to now put together a starting pitching staff that's that's pretty darn good in anybody's books. But it is probably that depth in the bullpen and just continuing to build, right? That that uh, can get you to even better an even better place. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> As the season goes on and people get more information, I mean, they find more weaknesses, and, and every team has weaknesses. Everybody's got to try to do everything they can to, to be able to work on the things that they don't do well. And, you know, our starting pitch in Candiotti's been really good. Tolley's been really good in two-hole. You know, Adler, the kid from Derby, who pitched at Cali's been been solid, been good for us. We've kind of had to piece it together in the midweek, but we've used those opportunities to, you know, to your point, Bob, and trying to develop more depth, you know, even for the weekend. So, you know, we had a 1-0 game against K-State, which, you know, no matter how much you game plan for it, you're never going to think it's going to go 1-0, you know, no matter what. But, uh, you know, we just had to kind of do things on the fly and, and make adjustments even in-game. And, and we've had guys that have been willing to go to the bullpen, you know, Jace Miner, uh, you know, Caden Favors, uh, Cameron Bye, you know, Nate Sneed. I mean, those guys have been willing. They're all starters, you know, in, in, in high school or junior college or whatever, and they've been willing to, you know, to, to train. And we started that, Pelf and I did, you know, January 15th. You know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to develop, you know, six to eight starting pitchers and get their pitch counts up. And the rest of these guys, you know, when you talk to them about being in the bullpen and it's a work in progress, you know, we uh, – we're still trying to trying to do some things and trying to create more length, but uh, uh, we're keeping keeping it moving forward. So when you swept uh, East Carolina and then later went on to take uh, the lead in the conference, what what did that tell you about how uh, this group handles expectations? And then what do you think you can still learn or that they can uh, prove over the course of the season about handling expectations yeah. now that they're up there? Great, great question. And, you know, just had uh, Denny Gehrig, our, our media relations contact for baseball, does a great job, and he just keeps funneling me information about, you know, things that have that have happened here with this team and this group of players that had happened for a lot of times, you know, like a decade. And, and it's 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 good to, you know, the first steps you got to put yourself in position to win games, which, you know, uh, we've, we've done a decent job of that, you know, to this point. And the second thing is you try to put yourself in a position to win the conference championship and you know east carolina has been the, the top dog for a long time i mean that's that's you know that's that's fact and and for us to do what we did against them um was really a step in the right direction um you know we've been ranked in the top 25 for the first time in in, in several years you know which is another step for our guys i think we've just tried to stay focused on each day you know each day trying to be the best we can uh, just dealing with whatever the situation is that day in terms of how the game goes and try to figure out a way to win that day. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but it really is true. And our, and our guys have bought into that. And, you know, when things go well, we compliment them. When things don't go well, we try to address the issues and get those corrected as quickly as possible. Talking uh, with former Shockers standout player Lauren Hibbs, also coached uh, under Gene Stevenson for a good amount of time, went away to Charlotte where he was the head baseball coach for 27 years, returned to Wichita State as the director of baseball operations and assistant athletic director, and he's used the date January 15th a couple times. That's when Lauren found out he was going to be taking over this uh, baseball program. 
after some unforeseen and unfortunate circumstances uh, with the previous coach, Eric Woods. So here you are. It's been an incredible baseball journey. I tried to explain it in 30 seconds or less, uh, which is <laughs> tough to do. Uh, yeah, but here you are, uh, the head baseball coach at Wichita State. Uh, the season will be over relatively soon. Uh, how much do you want to move forward as a head baseball coach at Wichita State? Well, hopefully we play for several weeks. That's well, that's, that's still relatively old. soon when you're yeah. as old as I am. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. Um, it's been it's been really enjoyable to to get Wichita State baseball back to uh, being relevant nationally. You know and and uh, you know, doing doing the things and, and happy for our players and for our staff. Um, do I enjoy coaching? Do I want to coach? One hundred percent, yes. There's no, there's no doubt about. It. Uh, there's things that you know that, that we've implemented and put in place that uh, the kids have bought into, the the staff has bought into, and um, enjoy doing it. You know, I love shocker baseball. I'm a shocker. I always will be. Uh, I think the question is, is the program uh, better off now than it's been for a long time? And I think that at this point it is yes. Um, I think the other question is, is the direction? Are are we going the right direction? I, you know, I would think that that most people would say, yes, it is going the right direction. So I don't make those decisions. You know, we show up every day and we put our work in, but uh, the answer to the question is yes, I do enjoy coaching. Yes, I do be in, enjoy being the head baseball coach at Wichita State, and I'm going to do whatever's best for Wichita State baseball, but the answer would be yes. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up that question with another question because I knew that I expected that to be the, your answer. Uh, are you surprised that that's your answer? Because you did come back to Wichita in a different role, uh, not as a head baseball coach, but more of an administrative role. So here you've gotten this year in to, to coach the Shockers. Uh, did you know that you would feel this way? Yeah. Valid question. So, uh, you know, the the situation with coming back here was there was an opportunity presented to come back and try to help this program get back and get right and get on the right track in an administrative role. Uh, I did it because I love Wichita State. I did it because – this program deserves to be back in a national, uh, you know, prominent light. Um, so, uh, you did it for all the right reasons. Uh, I still enjoyed coaching. I mean, I didn't have to leave Charlotte. I still had three years left on a contract there that, uh, you know, that was given by the new athletic director. He came in and, and did some evaluations of all the programs there and, and rewarded myself and our staff with, with an extension to contract extension. So been through all that stuff before, um, but you know, when the opportunity presented itself to come back here, decided to come back here and do it and, and do everything that I, I could to try to help this situation. And, you know, didn't think that it was going to play out the way it has, but, uh, with the way the situation happened, you know, late this fall and then the opportunity to, you know, to say yes and, and, and get back into coaching, uh, I, you, Bob, you know me for a long time. I'm a coach, <laughs> you know, I mean, been doing this for a long time. And, uh, you know, enjoyed doing it, enjoyed the relationships and building the relationships and see players, you know, develop. So uh, that's never going to leave me as long as I'm, you know, blessed to be on this earth. And, and, you know, it's just kind of weird how things work. Sometimes timing is a big part of things, and it's kind of weird how things work sometimes. But 
Uh, just feel really good about uh, our players and, and going to do what's best for our student-athletes and for Wichita State baseball. So, obviously, since since you've arrived back in Wichita, the program has, has been through a lot, and here you are, like you said, nationally relevant again. I'm sure in some ways it could probably feel like a culmination of, of everything that you've been through, but what, what kind of support would you say you need to make sure this is kind of the, the beginning of that national relevance and not just that, that end point yeah. from, from when you guys arrived? Well, again, I, it's, it's really not about me. I mean, it's really about what's best for our student-athletes. It's really about what's best for this program. And, I, again, I don't make those decisions. You know, those decisions are made by by people other than, than, than our baseball staff. So uh, I think that, you know, that we're going to do what's best for our student-athletes every single day. It's not just me saying it on the radio. It's not just, you know, <laughs> something that we that we just talk about. We actually live it, you know, live it every single day. So, uh, we need to do what's best for our student athletes, and and uh, you know we've just done so many good things, and, and for our staff, um, you know the the the, the interim uh, deal. I, I get that. We all understand that. We all uh, agreed to that. Um, you know, but there's a lot of things that kind of come to a standstill with that. You know, in terms of you know recruiting is a challenge. You know, fundraising is a challenge. There's a lot of things that are challenges. Uh, and we continue to deal with those things every day to the best of our ability. But the focus is, is trying to help our guys every day. And and we're going to try to beat Oral Roberts tomorrow. We're going to try to have a good practice on Wednesday. We're going to try to have a good practice again on Thursday and get ready to play South Florida. So, you know, that doesn't change for us. We're going to show up. And, you know, work ethic has been a huge deal for us. That's our first pillar. When we talk about our kids about work ethic. And the second thing is, you know, you got to be willing to be coached and be coachable. And that's me. That's our entire staff. You got to be willing to, to grow and, and and adjust. And then the last thing is to compete. And if you know we focus on those three things, and our, our student athletes, our players have done an incredible job representing this university. You know, through a lot of tough challenges, a lot of difficult things, and a lot of uncertainty. And and we're just going to show up every day, do the best we can every single day. And and uh, you know, hopefully there'll be decisions made moving forward that allow us to you know, to continue to, to, to stay on the path that we're on right now. Four home games remaining for the Shockers tomorrow night, as Scooter said, against Oral Roberts out at X Stadium, 6 o'clock. And then this weekend, an American Athletic Conference Series with South Florida before a road trip to Central Florida and the AAC tournament down in Clearwater. Uh, Clearwater, Florida. I don't think they're having that in Clearwater, Kansas. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Scooter, it's always a pleasure. We like having you on. We like talking with you. Thanks for your time. Well, appreciate you guys and all that you're doing. Appreciate all right. y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Lauren Hibbs, Wichita State's baseball coach. 869-1240, the phone number. Uh, last night in the NBA, we saw the uh, Phoenix Suns with Landry Shamit finally getting some playing time. Well, first Chris of all. Paul out. He needs, he needs to be out he there. He needs to play more. He can shoot. And Devin Booker's has turned into the best player in the NBA. Um, that was a point made on a show I watched this morning. Do you agree? Is he the best player in the NBA, like still playing? No, the best player in the NBA. No, he's not the best player in the NBA. He was compared this morning to Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't know. Kobe for everything that uh, he deserves, all the accolades we give him, was not often the best player in the NBA. 
Well, yeah, he came he along at a time when Duncan it was, and Shaq. It was tough to be that. LeBron. It's still tough to be that. That's why Devin Booker isn't. I think but he's he, really good. I think he can make a case. He's not even going to be like first team All NBA, is he? Maybe he will. We well, better know. be. The guy, the guy can't miss right now. He's awesome. I got no issue with with Devin Booker. And you throw Durant into the mix, although he hasn't been great in this playoff series or in these playoffs. But they're very top-heavy. they got to get contributions from others, and Landry Shamit provided that last night. Meanwhile, Nikola Jokic for Denver had 53 and sparred a little bit with the new owner of the Suns. Yeah, that was kind of entertaining. Should he be uh, suspended? I mean, probably. But suspended? He, he won't. For he pushing the owner? He shouldn't be suspended. For pushing the owner? The owner kept the ball from him. Hmm. I'd be really bothered if he's suspended. I don't think he will be, but why, how do you argue that he shouldn't be? I just don't think he should be. Well, then Draymond definitely shouldn't have, shouldn't have been now, suspended. Now, had that been a regular fan, maybe we're having a different conversation. But the owner, to stick his nose in there and hold the ball when Jokic was wanting the ball to get going. It, 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 yeah, the ball's out of bounds. Let's go. It's our ball. We want to throw it in. We want to get down the floor. Let's go. Do you and think this clown holding the ball? Do you think Jokic knew that was the owner? Absolutely knew. Okay, he's only been the owner for like a few weeks. Well, you you listen. If you're the owner and you hold, you grasp the ball like that, you're you're asking for trouble. <laughs> and if I, you're standing by Isaiah Thomas, uh, one of the mouthiest guys in the history of the NBA, who knows what Isaiah was saying over there? Who knows? Why would he be for Phoenix though? I probably like the owner. The owner has Michigan State ties. Not that Isaiah does, but uh, come from the Big Ten. I don't know what their connection is. Who knows? He was sitting next to him. There you go. I guess that's it. Not great seats, by the way, for the owner. Yeah, right. Kind of the... tucked over there in the baseline. That's not, kinda where, not, that's that's not where, where I'd sit if I was the owner. It's kind of where Glenn Fry sat at the Lakers games. Yeah, nobody cares where Glenn Fry sat. <laughs> Well, that's what I think of when I think of courtside of an NBA Why do game. you think of that? No, I don't know. What's wrong with you? So many things. I mean, who thinks of things like that? I do. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's a big part of your self-security. You, you, you've, you've kind of entrenched yourself as being this, I don't know, I can't explain it. Did you watch uh, Sports Sunday last night? I have not yet. I recorded you, you it. You should watch it. What was good we, about we it? We did a lot of, we tried some different things. Really? Yeah. Like what? We were all in different locations. And where were you? I was in the newsroom. Uh, Brandon was in front of the the big screen that you see behind us when we're at the desk. And uh, Brandon, TJ was at that. And then Brandon was at uh, the news desk. Well, why are you doing different locations in the same building? It's just it's just the visual of it. It looked cool. And it's good stuff. My my first question would be get together. Really? Well, I mean, I think I don't know anything about how TV works. But why do they want you in different locations? It's just it's not that they want us. It's that we tried it. We yeah, tried you thought stuff. it worked. I thought it worked. Yeah. Good banter last night. Pretty good. Did you have anything interesting to say? I always have interesting stuff to say. We all we all did our Royals Mount Rushmores. 
TJ put Lorenzo Cain on his Royals Mount Rushmore. Don't think you could do that. I don't think so. TJ's young. We got to teach the kids. You can't you can't put Lorenzo Cain on your Royals Mount Rushmore. As I said to those, I'm just going to say that right now. He was barely. Was Willie Wilson on his Royals? No. Well, Willie Wilson's five times more deserving. We all had, we all had George Brett, Brett Saberhagen, and Salvi. Um, TJ had Lorenzo Cain. Brandon had Amos Otis, and I had Frank White. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you could you can't go wrong with Amos Otis or Frank White. Uh, you you probably TJ felt the need to acknowledge uh, the 2014-15 World Series uh, team, right? And if you're gonna do that, uh, would lo, would Loco Lo Loke Locane be the guy, or would it be somebody else? Hard to say. They a lot of those guys had pretty equal contributions in those runs. That's what made him so good because there wasn't necessarily one standout statistical guy. Moustakis had good years. Hosmer had good years. Salvi was playing well. Uh, some of the other guys, I don't even remember. But the two guys they got, Zobrist and Cueto, contribute a lot. So that's what was special about those Royals teams. Well, they were – they were special. L- Lorenzo Cain was obviously a key part of Alex all Gordon, that. who I didn't mention. Uh, I think Alex Gordon would be more deserving of the Royals Mount Rushmore than Lorenzo Cain. He had a Lorenzo Cain had a better career, but L- Alex L- Gordon spent his entire career with the Royals. Lorenzo Cain had a very good season. Uh, in 2015 with the Royals. Extremely uh, batted good. 307 with an 838 OPS. Uh, Alex Gordon that year had an 809 OPS. Uh, was injured for part of the year. But uh, I would probably say, because Alex Gordon spent the entirety of his career in Kansas City, uh, that he should get the nod over Lorenzo Cain for a Royals Mount Rushmore. It's close. But Lorenzo Cain it shouldn't be on it, or nor should Alex Gordon probably. Lorenzo Cain was in Kansas City for a good amount of time as well. He had um, his best years by far in Kansas City. He didn't do really anything. Well, he had a great year in 2015. His other years in Kansas City were uh, okay. Career 749 OPS. You said he was better than Alex Gordon. I don't know that I would completely agree with you alex gordon had a 748 ops so they're right there it's pretty close lorenzo kane played center field so that gives him a little extra value alex gordon was the best defensive left fielder for many of the years eight, that uh, he played eight gold gloves for alex gordon right and lorenzo kane i don't think had any um maybe one he had one he was an mvp uh top 10 player twice uh alex gordon was an mvp top 10 player uh, zero times yeah alex gordon was no doubt the best defensive left fielder but lorenzo kane was an excellent center fielder and that's how he accumulated a little bit more value than alex gordon because but i don't think the positional adjustment sure I'd, i'd put either of them oh uh, I, I definitely wouldn't in the uh, royals Mount Rushmore. 
That's my point. Lorenzo Cain barely made the Mount Rushmore. Who of his, were yours again? Of his own retirement ceremony. Um, it was Salvi, Brett, Saberhagen, and Frank White. Okay. Amos Otis was a good pick, though. He had some really well, Amos Otis is a good, really pick. good years for Kansas City. Uh, Hal McCray would be a a defensible pick. There's others who would be decent picks as well. Do you know the all-time leader in on-base percentages for the Kansas City Royals? No, I don't know. Jose Offerman. Well, Jose Offerman was good. Everyone hated you, him. I'll tell you who the Mount Rushmore is for the Royals. Tell me. It's Salvador Perez, George Brett, Brett Saberhagen, and Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson? Absolutely. And that's the end of that debate. And uh, we'll be back in town tomorrow oh, that, morning. That's it? Well, I mean, isn't that accurate? Willie Wilson was fine. Willie Wilson stole 668 bases in his career. He had 2,207 hits. He was an all-star twice. He won a gold glove. He finished in the MVP voting 15 or four times. He led the American League in 1980, a Royals championship year, if you'll remember. Uh, he had 230 hits that year to lead the league, scored 133 runs to lead the league, and had 15 triples to lead the league. Uh, Willie Wilson is your fourth member oh, of the Royals right? Mount Rushmore. All right. Far ahead of Lorenzo Cain. Let well, me yeah, just say far, I didn't put Lorenzo Cain on Yeah, my but whoever you, whatever don't, you did. Don't badmouth TJ. I love TJ. I love TJ. TJ is wonderful. He is. Couldn't but, ask for anyone better. You know, and you want that uh, 23-year-old perspective. But you value the 68-year-old perspective. <laughs> what about the 40-year-old perspective? That's ah, in the middle. Doesn't mean much. All right, hang on. We'll get to you. If you've uh, phoned the show, we'll get to you at the top of hour number two. We'll take a break. The Bob and Jeff Draft Beatles songs, the category, coming up at about 325 today. We'll each pick our best eight Beatles songs to be judged by Max. They'll also be uh, put on our Twitter page, my Twitter page, at Bob Luth. Uh, stay with us. Hour number two coming up. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.